0: Anyone's Game Podcast. Following women's football.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the Anyone's Game as Live podcast. Our featured game this week is Glasgow City versus Heart. It's halftime in the match and I'm joined by Andrew
0: Southwick. Thanks for having me, Gordon. It's good to be here.
1: Yeah, great to have you as well. Great to have you. Uh, one of the first times it's just you and I doing a pod for this one as well.
0: I can't remember the last time I was actually on anyone's game podcast. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm the new boy.
1: Half time, man. It's goalless between Glasgow City and Hearts. It's been a, a stubborn performance uh, from the visitors so far, just frustrating Glasgow City to, to a couple of you know, very minimal chances. No real uh, moments of quality so far to break the deadlock. And Ivaldi's got to be happy with that that first half showing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would definitely be uh, happy being goalless with, with the champions. Um it's a strange one. I don't know if to be impressed with Hearts or not. Um, on one hand, you can see what they're doing. They're Early on, they, they were kind of trying to play like a long ball and then didn't get much luck with that. So they've, they're trying to pass it out from the back. Now, on one hand, you think, well, fair play, you're holding on to the ball. You're make, You're actually making City do the running. Hearts aren't actually expanding too much energy. It's not a case of Hearts are going to tie here. They're, they're running themselves in the ground trying to keep City level. they have actually... Um, just knocking it about quite well, but on the other hand, they're obviously not uh, created any threat at all. Which I guess isn't really their, their main focus. Their main focus is actually just to frustrate City. The other thing is, um, they're actually trying to play at a high pace. Like every time the ball goes up for and they're taking it quickly and they're trying to get back into play. And it's like they're actually putting themselves under pressure because they knock it about for a while, they eventually lose it without having really done anything or got themselves at the park and they put themselves back under pressure um, and City have had chances they've you know they've been poor they've not been clinical enough but the way the game's going City will eventually take one of those chances so I don't know if they have been with hearts or not I think um, even all of would probably say well it's goal is half time the game plan's worked so um, I, 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 don't, I don't know if they criticise them or not actually.
1: It does seem a little bit like the way City is going to find a way through is through Hearts making an error trying to play out rather than them being able to create anything once Hearts are set. Because when Hearts are set, City only seem to find space in, in the wide areas. But as Hearts try and progress the ball through the middle of the pitch, that's been how uh, Haley Loader gets the, probably the best chance of the half. Uh, under pressure and firing wide is not ideal because it opened up very nicely. Um, but certainly flashes of, of hearts being the reason they lose this game rather than Glasgow City doing anything too much to to win it.
0: Yeah, I, I actually thought the first five, ten minutes, City were looking really dominant. Um they were getting to really good uh, positions. The goalkeeper made a couple of good saves. They had Priscilla playing kind of like a almost like a false nine. Um she was picking these little pockets of space and You know, she's got the opportunity to shoot, she's got opportunities to play through balls. And I thought, you know, they're just going to rip parts apart here. But after that, 10 minutes, hearts have, um, like you say, hearts have pushed city wide and they've still had a few chances. Them, you know, good sort of good balls in the box. They've got that pace, but they put the ball alongside the post. If they get it on target, you know, at the very least, they ask a question to the goalkeeper. Um, I still think, I still think City have a goal of them. I don't think City have been that poor, even though you kind of expect the champions to be to winning and, and maybe even winning comfortably. I still don't think they've been... I think, I think City have actually played okay. Um, and I think Hearts have actually... Uh, I think they've rode the luck at times, but they have actually improved defensively as well as it has, has gone on.
1: Well, yeah, like you say, plenty of time for Glasgow City to stamp more authority, not just on the pitch, but on the scoreline as well. Uh, we'll be back after the second half to reflect on how that progresses. Well, full-time at Petersville Park, and it's uh, another steamroller win for Glasgow City as the juggernaut rumbles on and rumbles its way up back to the top of the table, uh, convincing performance in the second half. So they take the lead and uh, refuse to relent it to a heart side that had been stuffy for large parts of the game, but really struggled to trouble Lee Alexander in the Glasgow City goal. It was uh, a difficult afternoon for Hearts.
0: Yeah, I thought Hearts played well. I actually, thought Hearts. If anything, I actually thought they played better in the second half than they did in the first, because in the second half they they were passing it really well. I mean, they, were, they could see they were trying to pass the ball in the first half, but in the second half they were really knocking it well around well. In in the first half, I think I said that you know they were passing it, but they weren't really going anywhere. But they, they could see they had a lot more purpose to the play and started to look a lot more threatening, and you could see the confidence rising. Um, but I'm not really surprised Glasgow City eventually got the goal because they were getting chances. Um, Abby Grant second half, I thought she was, I thought she was really good for City actually. And um, that goal, it, it, Hearts could probably defend it better, but Abby Grant, she, you know, she does what she does. She finds space between two defenders, doesn't even, you know, doesn't even think about it. Just knows straight away what she's doing. Nice little pass across a goal, and it's a bit of an easy finish. And then the second goal, it's obviously. Um, you know, it's a mistake by the defender, but I don't, I can't really criticise Hearts for that because fair play to them. They were in City's half. They were going for it. It was actually, um, as a neutral, it was a shame City scored at that point because it was actually a really intriguing game at that point because Hearts were starting to look threatening and maybe, you know, we're, we're going to make it nervy and then they've made a mistake. They've been caught out and, um, you know, it's 2-0. But um, I actually thought, I thought Hearts actually improved after the break. Um, but City just did what champions do.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a, a convincing performance from them, but it never really felt like a like a safe game. Even at the, within the final 10 minutes, Hearts started to grow back into it after the setbacks and had a... I can't even really call them chances. It was really half chances. that That's how much they kind of struggled to create uh, in front of goal. But to be... The side they are, uh, this is said with no disrespect, but the side they are versus the champions who've uh, won the league so many times in a row that um, Manchester United fans of the 90s will be looking on enviously. It's that kind of run of dominance. To have been in the game for, I guess it's fair to say, the entirety of the 90s, uh, a lot of credit to, to Eva Oled for it. But as you say, you know, that, that, that first goal was a, was a killer and, and something that um, Eileen Gleason will be delighted to see from our side, from from uh, two half time changes that really needed to happen. Uh, important that she changed things up and, and asked some different questions of hearts.
0: Yeah, I mean, since what changed the game for, for City's but, uh, point of view is that they had so, so many players on the bench. Well, I was actually surprised Lon Davison went off at halftime. I thought she'd been okay in the first half. But then you actually saw. Um, I think you mentioned it during the game. You know, City started making more runs into the box, and that was coming from again Abby Grant. And um, you know that that started to lock hearts a lot more. I thought Abby Grant. I think uh, I think she's going to be a terrific signing for City. Um, you know, a movement, um, her touch, a vision, a game, intelligent. You know, she's the type of player you need when you need when it's a game like that. You need to unlock somebody, um, and she just adds a different dimension to that that City attacking day. Uh, and after that, they weren't, um, they weren't as predictable. They were a bit more um, you know, they were pa- before they were they were tr- trying to play, obviously to try to play through uh, Hearts and then when Hearts pushed them wide, they were obviously trying to go Hearts. This time they were able to knock it about and make little passes and create space and, and move Hearts defensive about And at that point, you know, Hearts had 10, 10 players really behind the ball and um, so that's what she brings to them. So yeah, you know, it was little changes like that, but I mean, it's it's one thing playing against Hearts It's going to be a different story. over the next week when they play Rangers,
1: yeah, and like you say, heading into that game, an important boost to overtake them, albeit partly because Rangers' game it uh, doesn't happen today. That'll be rearranged for for a later date. But important to seize on that opportunity to climb up above them uh, in the table ahead of that match. That they've
0: got. Yeah, it was, it was two huge games now for City because they play Rangers away and then they play Celtic, I think I can't remember for Home or away against Celtic, but um so them two games back to back. I think the Celtic game's a midweek game. Um I think majors are playing that midweek as well. So it's basically two massive games in, in three days. Uh the thing about City was I mean, again we just talked about the quality they have in the team. They're clearly capable of, it's clearly a game they're capable of winning. However when you look back to the Cup final it seems so long ago now, but it was only December. Um they were just so passive that day and didn't really lay a glove at all on Celtic and didn't really look like they wanted it. Like Celtic looked like they wanted it more. And um this time for me, and this might be um kinda sort of knee jerk reaction if you like if City lose to Rangers next week, I think the title's gone. I think uh, Rangers would be but five points clear with a game in hand, um, with the greatest respect to the league, Rangers are not going to drop too many points, they're only really going to drop points to, to Celtic or City, possibly Hibs. Um, and I, I think Celtic, I think Celtic are already out of it. I think Celtic are playing for a I think Celtic secretly probably won't need us to win next week because they're still trying to catch Glasgow City for, for second place. Um, and yeah, I think City. I don't think they have to win the game. I think a draw is okay, but they certainly can't lose the game. They need to be up for it. They need to be more hungry. And um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be—it's a position city. have not been in for 14 years, really.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it heaps the pressure on. I think, that, that you know this game does feel like the chance. And uh, you know, I'll admit, last season I was—I'm uh, a, I'm a little bit more shy with with calling it. Uh, and having that knee-jerk reaction, given last season, I came out after. I think it was after the game, right before Christmas, for Rangers. I've really played them off the park. It was uh, it was an absolute lesson um, for City. Um, so I don't know. If, for me, the title's quite gone yet, given how the rest of Ranger season went last year. That I don't think the same thing is going to happen again this year, uh, for sure. But there's something about this Glasgow City side that just strikes me as it doesn't matter how. Uh, how poorly they look at times on the pitch they just seem to be able to eke out, the, eke out or do enough with the performance they put in to get the result and is time running out on that? Yeah, perhaps it is but I, I don't know if I'm quite there yet in terms of calling
0: that. The thing is it was different, circumstances last time because City just lost three players, two Rangers like I think within a week before that game and then they strengthened in that January transfer window when they bought in Chinchilla and um, I can't remember how many players they signed. They might have signed about five players. And, you know, v- players of real quality. This time, they've obviously bought in Abby Grant. The American midfielder Peyton Peria, who we were hoping was going to be able to play today. Obviously, a clearance didn't come through in time. They've like signed 19 year old Kerry from Northern Ireland, who did start today. They might turn out to be three real key signings for them, but it I don't, doesn't have the same feeling of that massive momentum they got last, last January. Also, the Rangers, I think, they were a little bit naive last season. They had injuries as well. You know, Megan Bell was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirsty Howitt then get injured. And I know she's still injured at the moment. Um, and, and even Zoe Ness, who was, play, was playing, but she'd come off such a long injury. And, you know, the season had that stop-start nature and she wasn't really getting up to speed as much. And then, you know... Rangers actually, I'm not going to say they were poor in the second half season, but they ended up third. So they weren't really a team that was relentless, that was you know, looking like they were actually going to go on and win the league. They looked totally different this season. Rangers looked much tougher this season. And City, I'm just not sure, have the same momentum that they managed to get last season. So, um, yeah, for, for me, I mean, if they win next week, they will obviously top of the league. And then that, that changes everything. Um, if they get a draw, I think a draw is a good result for them. It gives them momentum. But uh, I think, if anything, if I'm making a prediction, I'm probably predicting the draw because you expect these games to be so tight anyway. But um, I think if it was absolutely gone to my head, I have to make a prediction. Um, I, think Rangers, I think Rangers win the league, and I think they might even pick up three points next week. And for me, that all but seals it.